by now we've we've heard a theme going on in Matthew's Gospels the last few weeks. And the theme, and he doubles and triples it tonight, is the use of Jesus' parables. Parables are for us to understand, decipher, and apply to the best of our, of our business. Um, it's not, there's not official interpretation of a parable. It's up to, it's up to the audience to understand it in the best way he knows how and continue listening to the full message. In the scriptures tonight, we have something going on that seems it should be punished. And that is the weeds being sown with the wheat in the, in the farmer's garden. But let's go back to Jesus, the, the, the book of wisdom. Those people should be punished who sowed weeds. That's justice. Problem is, going back to the book of wisdom, we have a lenient, loving God. He doesn't allow us to get away with hell or murder, but he is lenient. And the book of wisdom, this section, talked about his leniency your mastery over all things which makes you lenient to all. He governs us, he's aware of us, and he tells us as his children to hope for help and pray for our sins. Got a problem here because this is not the God who says, okay, you're condemned, you sinned, you're condemned. The Book of Wisdom is giving us an insight into the full mystery, as much as he could, of God. Yes, he's the creator. Yes, he doesn't condemn uselessly. And yet, he corrects us and pushes us along the way of life. Okay, just hold that as a background and go to the gospel today. And the gospel we hear of the story of the landowner who's Servants went out and sowed, he was very specific, good seed. And the process of sowing the seed, things started coming up. The workers noticed that there was wheat growing in. And if you bought really good seed, there should be no wheat at all. So the idea of the landowner is, ah, I see an enemy's hand in this. Okay. And what does he say? He's like in imitation of lenient God that we just read about, rather than pull the wheat out now or the weeds out now and uproot everything, wait and let them all grow together. And then at the end, we'll take the good from the bad. Maybe with the Holy Spirit inspiring us to pray over this, these readings, the, the reading that came from Paul as he says, we're all groaning, and because the Spirit intercedes in each one of us, creating a dilemma. And here's the dilemma. If there are good people in our society and bad people, the common thinking is, get rid of the bad people. Uproot them. The Gospel in Jesus shows a very lenient Jesus, 
Let them grow together, and in the end, we'll see who they are. This is appropriate for us in the 21st century. In the last few years, we've seen the rise of so many, I'll be prejudiced, odd groups, odd people, with odd thinking. And there's a general name for it, it's woke thinking. And it's really turning all our values, it's attempting to turn all of our values upside down. We could say who the leaders are, what group is more important in that movement, and who's bad and who's good. But we have a gospel tonight that's challenging us to not go out and remove, not saying bad people from society, I'm saying those who contradict Catholic teaching, we'll put them under the category of woke for now. So Jesus is not telling us, go out and root up the bad, get rid of them, and let only the good flourish. He's challenging us to flourish with the bad elements of our society. Isn't that odd? Don't get rid of them, grow with them. Then in the end, we'll see who gets condemned and who gets saved. And I think if you think about that, and we could only do this through the inspiration of Paul's reading, praying to the Holy Spirit to clarify what we are hearing in the gospel today. Should we get along with our enemies and grow together with them? It doesn't say that, but I would say that would be a great way for us to grow together and learn of each other, not necessarily to convert, but by example, win the other side over. You know where the other side, everyone that basically we disagree with right now, whether it's about marriage or abortion or sexuality, you know where the other side came from. They were our ancestors who were very Catholic and who were inundated with the Catholic teachings even over sometimes their politics, and I'm talking our ancestors all over the world. As I look at the church right now, I, I see many, many groups. So our Catholic ancestors gave rise in some way to the rebels of today, to those who follow woke, to those who, who deny the Catholic church, those who make fun of saints, those who promote... Uh, gender ideology. Where they come from? They were Catholics, many of them, who got disillusioned by our church. Now we've got to stand up and say, wait a minute, I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. You all know, we all know that we have our own prejudices, we have, we have our own little negative conversations. And through the example of Jesus, he's saying we're supposed to get along or at least grow together. And I think, as a person, the more we grow together, the more we learn about each other. We may not always agree, but at least we learn about each other. So it's a challenging gospel, but it, I mean, we should have heard it coming when, when the, the Book of Wisdom says, first of all, there's no God but you. 
and you are the source of all justice. He's already telling us who's in charge. But while we're here on earth, our challenge is to grow with the weeds and the wheat. Hopefully, we produce more wheat in love and charity than weeds. And to understand how we have so often contributed to people being upset with the church. Pray, live by good examples, but we're asked not to shove it down people's throats and not just pick out the weeds and throw them away because we want it that way. Problem is we have a lenient, loving God who gives us the example.